to go to your Bibles. Mark chapter 11 is where I will be coming out of. Again, I want to say thank you for being here and being with us within service. Please stay and eat. Please stay and fellowship with us today as long as you want. I pray it's just a great time for just to get to know one another and, and just, just to fellowship. Like I say, we, we do have a kids department. If you're visitors here and you're like, well, they don't have a kids department, we do. We just chose this Sunday to let her, since they sing, to let them sit with their parents. And next Sunday, we'll be back on. So if you're a visitor and you want to check that out, I'm just trying to throw a hook to hook you to get you back next Sunday to try our kids department out. Our nursery is still open and the pre-K department is still open this morning. But like I say, it will not bother me. Kids don't bother me. Amen. They need to see. Hopefully what happens in here makes them want to come to church. Amen. Makes them, seeks them because the Bible says if you come as a child, childlike faith. Why? Because they believe basically everything you tell them. So when we start believing in Jesus with a childlike faith, then we'll see things start happening again. Amen. Mark chapter 11. I'm going to speak to you as I prayed this week about this. You know, I'm not, I'm not a, just because it's Easter or Christmas, you think you might get that normal Christmas Easter message. I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm that guy that's, Lord, if you want me to preach that, then that's what I'll preach. So that's what you got this morning. It is, a, it is, goes along the line of it, but it's not just the typical Hosanna Passover. Jesus was coming in, making his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. So with that being said, Mark chapter 11 says, And when they came nigh to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sent forth two of his disciples. We know Jesus liked to send them out in, in pairs. Verse 2, and he said to them, I want you to notice, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as you be entered into, the, into it, you shall find a colt tied where never man sat. Loose him and bring him. I want you to notice in that verse, he gives two commands. He tells them to go, to find, and to bring. Now, I could stop right there and preach you a message on what the church needs to be doing because he has discipled us. He has called us to go, to find, and to bring. Amen. So if you're not going, if you're not finding, and you're not bringing, then you're not doing what God has commissioned every person in this house, if you are saved, to do. To go, to find, and to bring. And that's his commandments to the disciples. And if any man say unto you, why do you, why do you this? You shall say that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. Verse 4 says, And they went their way and found the colt tied to the door without in a place, a colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways meet, and they loose him. And certain of them that stood there said unto them, Why do you loosing the coat? What do you loosing the coat? And they said unto them, Even as Jesus had commanded, and he that had, and they that let him go, get tongue tied. Verse seven. And they brought the coat to Jesus and cast their garments on him, and he sat upon him. And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches off the trees and strode them in the way. And they that went before and they that followed cried, saying, Hosanna, blessed, he, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. 
Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus entered into Jerusalem and into the temple. And when he had looked around about upon all the things, and now the eve tide was come, and he went into Bethany with the twelve. So I want to speak to you this morning on a subject called loosed, where two ways meet. My focal scripture right here will be verse 4. It says, And they went their way and found the colt by the door without in a place where two ways meet, and they loosed him. So after Jesus gives them the commandment to go, to find, and to bring, we see them in verse 4. They did just that. It says, They went, they found, and the last part, and they loosed. Your job as as Christians is as a church as you go find and as you go that your job is to do what Jesus said and go and find and loose people in his name and get them set free that is your job as Christians we're not supposed to just walk around and say I'm I'm a Christian that's all there is to it no a true Christian is a daily walk a sacrifice of yourself to follow after Christ every day every day he says deny yourself pick up your cross and follow after me so it is a daily walk that we we have to do to do what Jesus is calling us to do. Go find and bring. The church should be going and finding the bringing. Go and find bring what? Go and find bring a donkey. You say that's, and, and that's what I'm going to be preaching on this morning is the donkey. I'm not going to be preaching on somebody or I'm going to be preaching on the donkey because my Bible says if he can take care of the lilies and, and the things of this world, how much more greater does he want to take care of his children? So if he can loose a donkey, let me tell you what he wants to do for you this morning. He wants to set you free so you don't have to be loosed or bound or in a place that you're in this morning because he cares greater for you than he was, does he does in the, the animals because you were created in his image. He created you for a relationship with him. He created you to seek after him and hunger after him and thirst after him. So we see this donkey here. This donkey had a destiny. From the time it was born, he had a purpose in his life, but he may not know what it is. He may have not known which way to go. And that's us as Christians. From the time we are born, we have a purpose. Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. He knew you before you were even formed in your mother's belly. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. He said, I knew you. And just like I knew this donkey had a purpose, I got a purpose for each and every person in this place today. I knew you before you were ever even conceived. But the thing is, we are born into this world, and this world is sin. We are in a body of sin. And the moment we are born in this world, whether you agree with me or not, there's a, a rope, a noose attached to you called sin and until you break free of it you will stay bound in that situation in the state that you were born in so from the time this donkey was born there was a noose put around his neck and he was bound he was untamed but he still had a purpose amen just because you have something going on in your life and you seem bound or untamed and you never gave your heart to God you may be searching for something but can I tell you you still have a purpose because he said I knew you before you were ever even born I sanctified you sanctified me means to set you apart before you ever come out of the womb. He set you apart just for him. 
You said, how do you know he had a destiny, Pastor? Zechariah 99 in the Old Testament, it gives the, the prophecy of the donkey. It says, rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, the king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon a donkey and upon a colt, the foal of a donkey. He destined him. And back in the Old Testament, there will be a day that you will ride a donkey into the city and shout that you are a king. He has a destiny for you. There's a day that you can become loosed and serve your purpose of what Jesus wants you to do, him to do in your life. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. He wants to give you the blessings of God in your life, but as long as you stay tied up to a world, you will never receive the blessings of God. Can I get an amen? So this donkey, even though he had a purpose, he had a destiny. And his destiny and purpose was to serve. Who? To serve Jesus, serve the master. Your destiny and purpose in life is not to serve the world, but is to serve him. That is, and until you find that, you will stay lost. You will stay confused. You will stay bound. You will stay looking for direction and purpose. Because in him is who you find true purpose. So verse 4 says, And they went their way and they found the colt tied by the door. First thing we'll notice there is the cold is tied up. The donkey every day found himself tied to this world. Every day he found himself in a way that he wished he probably wasn't. Every day he found no way in his life. The noose around his neck, that had became his new normal way of life. Bound to something, placed on him by someone else. What you're going through this morning could not even be your problem. It could be something of a circumstance or somebody else. But because you've allowed it, it has bound you in a situation. It has weighed you down and placed a noose around your neck that you can't get loose. This donkey was born this way. And the, from the moment he was born, the noose, the, the rope was put around his neck. Not because of his own doing. Like I said, that's all of us. We are born into the sin. We have, whether you realize it or not, until you give your life to Christ, you have a noose of sin around your life that is constantly tying you to something in this world. And there could be people in here this morning that you are Christian, but you've allowed circumstances, things that wasn't even your fault, to now throw a noose around your neck and have you tied up because of what have happened in your life. You could be tied up to a past. Amen. You could be tied up to something that happened a long time ago and you just can't get rid of it. You just can't get shooken of it. You wake up every day with the noose around your neck. And you could even be tied to a future. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about a future just to provide for your family. A future for you wanting more of this world. A future of more money, more time, more of this thing. You can tie yourself to a future and not even know it. And it will be a noose around your neck. A future that you may never even get to. A lot of us tie ourselves to the future. Tie us. If I can make this much money, I can do this for my family. I can do this for my Can I tell you, if you'll spend more time with your family, that'll outweigh any amount of dollar you can do. It'll outweigh anything. Your time with your family is what will get your family through. Not the dollar. So you can even tie yourself to a future. This noose was placed on his neck, and every day he was led to the same place. Other people could be putting you in bondage. 
You were born in this world into sin. Like I said, the rope of sin will stay attached until you get loosed. The next thing we find is he was tied up. And the next thing, verse 4, says it says, by the door. Let me ask you something this morning. What doors have you tied yourself to? Mm. What are you talking about, Pastor? What doors have you took a rope and tied yourself to because you want to see open so bad in your life and every day you go to that same door and you wrap it around the door handle and you sit there and you sit there you've done ate all the grass up under your feet you've done drank all the water up and but you still go back to a door that never will be open unto you because that door is the door of another master that has you bound that door belongs to him the master that has you bound and you're sitting there every day showing up at the same door tying yourself to the same door waiting for it to open because you see the master go in and out what master are you talking about about the master the devil the prince of palates the things that you see of the world you tied yourself and it looks good you see him go in that door and you get a glance of what's on the other side of the prosperity the riches the life that he's living on the other side of that door and you say if I can just get through that door then my life can change if I can just make it through that door my life can change but the matter of the fact is you're never going to get through that door you're never going to get he just wants to keep your eyes gazed in to that door to keep your attention off the green pastures that is all around you and the things that you can have. He just wants to get your attention on the things that's on the other side of that door because his job is to come to kill, to steal, and destroy. That's his job. If he can get your eyes focused on what you can see on the other side of the door, then he can keep your focus on that. Not even You won't even realize you're dying there. You're dying there. Every day you, you don't even realize you're getting a little bit weaker because like I said, you've done ate up all the substance around you. You don't drink up all the water around you, but you are so focused on something else that the devil has put in front of you. What doors have you tied yourself to this morning? If the door haven't opened by now, move on from that door. There's somebody, a revelation right there. Quit showing up at the same door expecting it to be open. Move on from that door because if God didn't open it, it ain't going to open. And you're going to keep tying yourself to a door that brings nothing. That a door that brings nothing. When actually, and when all actuality, Brother Bird, guess what? You show up to that door every day and guess what? You have the keys. You have the keys to go to another door. You have the keys to open things in your life. But you're so focused on what the enemy has put before you. And he leads you that, that, to that door every day. And you're so focused on that. And you don't even realize you have the keys to go to any other door that God has for you. And unlock those doors. <laughs> Quit letting the enemy take you places you don't need to be. And tying you up to things you don't need to be tied to. Don't tie yourself to it. Jesus in John 10 and 9 says, Jesus said, I am the door. If any man enter by me, he will be saved. There's a door for somebody this morning that will set you free. Amen. The next thing we notice in chapter, in verse 4, it says the coat was tied to, by the door and it says without. That means outside. He was never going to make it in. The devil had him so distracted and bound up that he never was going to give him what was on the other side of that door. Some of you are standing without right now. He never made it. A life tied up will lead you to a life without. Well, that's exactly what it says right here. It says he was tied up to the door without. 
A life tied up to a door will lead you to a life without. Without what? Without everything. Without joy, without love, without peace, without understanding, without direction, without vision, without anything. You will have nothing with that life. He left him without, without hope. He could have just been standing there and saying, I just want to be a part. But he was without. A lot of us search for that. We search for that in this world just to be a part of something. But even though we're a part, we're still without. Amen? The prodigal son. He was a part of a kingdom. He was a part of a daddy who had everything. But he was actually without in a pig pen. Until he came to his senses, until he had a, revolu- a revelation of who his daddy was and come to his senses in that pig pen, Lord, help us this morning. Somebody in this place, God, come to their senses this morning. God, and realize, God, that a life without Lord God it will leave them, God, not as a part, God, but will leave them without. Oh, no person can fill that void. No person can do that. There's only one who can do that, and that is Jesus. What can I tell you to be a part of? Be a part of the kingdom. The next we find, he says, he find without, and it says, in a place. Some of you might be in a place this morning, in a place of sorrow, in a place of uncertainty, in a place of loss, in a place of unforgiveness, in a, uh, in a place of hopelessness. This donkey found himself there tied up by a door without in a place in his situation. And the next thing we notice it says in this scripture, it says he finds, him, he finds himself where two ways meet. Where two ways meet. Proverbs 14 and, two, 14 and 2 said, there is a way that seems right to a man. There is a way. This donkey finds him at a place where two ways meet. And there is a way, Proverbs says, that seems right unto a man, but the end, therefore, are the ways of death. So there are two ways. And this donkey finds him place at this place where two ways meet. This morning I can tell you there are two ways in your life. You can choose the way of the cross. You can choose the way of, of, of death, of, of, of the devil. You have the, you have the power to choose the which way you're going to go this morning. John 14 and 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto me but, but by the Father, but through, through the Father, but by me. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Your ways are not my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. He's saying there are two ways. There's the way that you think you should go, your fleshly, sinful way, and there's the way that I want you to go. There's two ways. Before you can ever make, I want you to hear me. The last thing in, in, John, in, in Mark chapter 11, verse 4, the last point I will make is he is loosed. Because that's what it says. But before he got loose, he had to decide which way he was going to go. Some of you are sitting here this morning, and, and I'm speaking to people. You are bound. You are tied up. You have, you're in bondage. You can't get set free, and God's wanting to loose you. But before you can get loose this morning, you've got to choose. There's two ways you can go. There's two ways you can go this morning. And that's where this donkey finds himself at, at a way God, that he's got to choose. There's two ways. 
that we, he can go. You can choose joy over mourning. You can choose peace over storms. You can choose happiness over hate. You can choose laughter over sadness. You can choose hope over hopelessness. You can choose day over night. You can choose freedom over being bound. You can choose being loosed over being tied up. You can choose salvation over death because this life equals death unless you are loosed and set free by him. You choose this morning. You have two ways and it's the ball is in your court for you to choose which way you're going to go. And when you choose the way, and the last, it said, where two ways meet, and they loosed him. So the last thing we find here is, is he gets loose. You have to choose your, you this day, though. What does he get loose from? He gets loose of his current life. He gets loosed of a, a place every day that a master brings him and ties him up to a door without. He gets loosed of him never having a destiny, never having a purpose, never having a future. He gets loosed of sorrow. He gets loosed of, 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 of substances that he don't have in his life. He's probably malnutritioned. He gets loosed of all that because God said, I want to provide for you more abundantly. I want to give to you because you are much more higher than a donkey. He cares for you. He wants to loose you this morning. John 10 and 10, like I said before, says the thief come not but to kill, to steal, and destroy. But he comes that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. More abundantly. So the loosing is connected to the abundance of who God is. Because as long as you stay tied up to where you are, the only thing you're going to have is hopelessness without any direction. And the next thing after this donkey gets loose, Brother Bird, is there's some critics there. Why are you loosing? What's going on here? Can I tell you, when you decide to loose and let God take over your life, there's going to people, be people that talk about you, that sit there and say things about you. Why are you acting like you're acting? Why are you living like you're living? Why don't you go to the places you used to go? Why don't you do these things? And what has he said to tell them? Because the master has need of him. The master needs you this morning. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what they say about you when they look at you and ask you why you are the way you are. You said because Jesus has need of me. Because in him I have purpose. In him I have destiny. In him I have the abundance of life of who he is. Tell them Jesus has need of you because he has a purpose and a plan. Before this, the donkey had a purpose. He had a destiny, but he was constantly tied in the same place every day. Constantly tied out of the door. The next time we see this donkey, as he was tied to a door that he never could go through, And he got loosed, and he came to Jesus. There's a, lot of th there's a lot of things I wanted to say this morning, but because of children in here, I will not. And you can imagine, it's the, it's the other word for the donkey that's in the Bible. But I don't want them to question you after all this. Why did the pastor say that? But after this donkey gets loosed, you know what he does? Hmm. God, I pray this revelation hit this congregation right square in the forehead and in the heart. Hit them both, Lord. Because when he gets loosed, he serves. 
Who does he serve? He serves the master. He serves the king of kings. He serves Jesus because from the moment he was born, his purpose was to serve. So I pray that hits you right in my congregation. Anyway, visitors, you're exempt from this one right now. But my congregation, I pray you get this. When you're loosed and you're operating and flowing in who Jesus is, you become a servant. You don't become the donkey tied at the door anymore. anymore. And you can see where I could use that word and get your attention real quick because even uh, knows he's got to serve <laughs> hello even he knows he's got to serve so it's time we wake up, and, there's, there's, and this would even even a message about servanthood, but there's, there's the places in this church that you can serve. Yes, there's places where you can serve. There's anywhere you can serve. So don't be a donkey. Find you a place and serve, because even he knows that he, what his purpose is when he gets loose is to serve the master. And the next time we see this donkey, Jesus is using him. Because of his willing to serve, Jesus is using him. Your willingness to serve is tied to your gifts of how Jesus can use you. But he's not going to use you if you're not willing to serve him. Come on. Come on, somebody. If you don't learn how to serve, then he's not going to use you. So the donkey learned how to serve. The next thing we know, Jesus is using him. Jesus is riding on him. He's not setting out a door anymore that he can't go through. But you know where he's headed? Not to a door, but he's headed to a gate. God's got so much bigger things for you in life. God's got so much more purpose and destiny than you can ever imagine in your life. And you're looking at a small door that the world has you so focused on. When, when Jesus said, if you'll just become a servant and let me use you, I've got bigger openings. I've got bigger gates. I don't have doors that I'm willing for you to walk through as I use you. <laughs> Philip, if you try not to be too long this morning, Philip, praise to him. So the next time we see this donkey, Jesus is using him, using him to make his way, make his way back to Jerusalem, pronouncing who he is. And the donkey was all a part of it. He was without people to serve, without people to do his work. God uses people. He also uses donkeys. You want me to go to another story in the Bible where there's a donkey? He's looking for willing people. But as long as you stay tied up, as long as you stay looking at things that the devil wants you to look at, looking at doors that, that's got your attention, as long as you stay without in places you cannot go and you're not loose, as long as you're not choosing the way God wants you to go, you can't be loose. But as long as you're doing this, then you can't serve and then God can't use you and then you're not going to make it through the king's gate. This donkey being untamed submitted himself he was wild he was a wild donkey he was untamed but he submitted himself 
to the work of the Lord. That's all of us before we come to know him. We are untamed, running, wild and free. We're careless in this world. But there comes a time that we've got to submit to who he is in our life and let him take control of our lives. Let him loose us. We've got to come to that moment in time to say, God, I choose you today in this situation so that you can loose me so that I can serve you so that you can use me and so that one day I can come through the king's gate into your temple if you would stand with me if that's you this morning I mean, honestly, there's an altar call for anything in the house in this story. There's an altar call for being loose, not only salvation. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior today and you are bound to this world, today's a day he can loose you and put you back on the path, back on a path to serve him. Give you purpose in your destiny. If you don't know him this morning, when I open these altars up, I pray that you move. The other one is you, you yourself could have put a noose around your own neck and tied yourself to a to something, a relationship, to a to a past, to a future. You could tie yourself that God cannot use you because you are so bound up. If you haven't laughed in a long time, if you haven't smiled in a long time, if you've just felt dark in your spirit, in your in yourself, in your soul, then this morning Jesus wants to loose you from that. But you have to choose. All these altar calls revolve around you choosing the way. You're in the middle of where two ways meet this morning. And also... Say, Pastor, I, I want to be a servant. You say, I want to be used by God, but like I said, you've got to serve. You've got to serve first and submit everything to Him where He can use you. If I had a newborn baby in my hands, I'm not going to give it to somebody I think He's going to drop it. I want to make sure you know what you're doing. I want to make sure that you can tote what I'm about to get you, give to you. Because if it was my baby and I give it to you, that's everything to me. That's everything. That's my life. That's my, my purpose. That's my destiny. Jesus is the same way. He give his son for you. He give him for you. But if you want to be used by him, he's got to know that you're going to take care of it. Are you willing to serve? Are you willing to serve this morning? Lord, every head bowed. Lord, this morning, if there's somebody in here, God, that needs you, God, to come into their life, God, salvation needs to, they're tired of being tied to this, to the master of this world. God, they're tied, God, of their, their, their sinful flesh keeping them bound. Lord, and they're ready to loose that noose of sin off their life, God, that you can use them. Lord, I pray, God, right now that they move. If that's you, move right now.
if that's you, move right now. Lord, I pray, Jesus, the next thing, God, if there's somebody in here that has tied their self up, God, this morning, whether it happened to their fault or not their fault, God, but if they need to be loose this morning, Jesus, I pray, God, right now that they move. If that's you, move. You've put yourself in bondage because of the situation, our past, our future, and you've tied yourself up. If that's you this morning, move. The next one is, God, I want to serve you. I want to be used by you. I want to be used by you. God, I want you to use me. If that's you this morning, I pray that you move. That you move right now. Lord, we praise you, God. The last thing I feel, I want to speak. And then we'll be dismissed. about the door there's somebody in here that has you've tied yourself to a door and you've stood by that door waiting for it to open I'm giving you a word this morning whoever that is the Lord said move on it's not what he wants you to go through quit showing up quit asking God you may, well, that's what I feel. You may be even asking God, open this door, open this door, and it's not open yet. He's telling you this morning, whoever I'm speaking to, move on. That's not what I want for you. It may look good. The things may look right, but it's not where I want you. So whoever that is for, move on from it. Move on from it. Amen. One more time. Lord, we praise you. And we thank you, God, for what you have done. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for who you are. God, for the salvations, the restorations, God. God, all, God, because of who you are. Lord, in your name, Jesus, we lift you up. We glorify you, Jesus. Lord, we praise you for what you've done, Lord, and the people who have made decisions today, God, to go the way that you want them to go. God, help them, God, to keep their eyes focused on you, the purpose, the destiny, God, the calling, God, that you are calling them to, God, and not be turned to the side, God, to look at the things that are happening in this world, God. God, but keep their gaze fixed upon you. God, we'll forever thank you and we praise you for what you've done. And everybody said.